Arrow, how are you? Fantastic. How are you doing today, Leah? I'm living the dream. You have the best name. Uh, it's just one of those radio names, you know, sitting around the house one day going, wow, what can I do to attract listeners? But, man, it, <laughs> it totally bit me and went the other direction, though, because everybody goes, your name, Earl? Errol, what, who, what are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you're writing a book here, and you've released a book that really is so important to today's YA readers. And the reason why is because it's about self-empowerment. It's, a, it's about looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I like you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's so hard to do when you're a young person and the entire world is telling you all the things that you're not or what you should be. How did you step into this storyline? Because you know how books are. When, when you, I mean, my last book came to me while I was walking through a mall. What about this one? <laughs> you know what? It came to me while I was trapped in my childhood bedroom at my parents' house during quarantine. I wanted to escape that little tiny room so badly. And the thing that I, I thought about, like, what is most fantastical? What is most exciting? Why not write a book about a superhero? Yeah, yeah. And you love superheroes anyway, and so when you combine it with writing, my God, then that turns you into the story maker. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's hitting all the beats. It's right in my wheelhouse, so it was perfect. Did it come out easily, or was it one of those things where you had to weigh out the, you know, the, the paragraphs and make sure that this met with this one? And, you know, because you know, when, when it comes to laying out the storyline, I mean, it can come at you in so many different ways. Right. This was the easiest book I've ever written. Sometimes, Arrow, you know how it is. Sometimes you struggle, you're in yeah. the you're in the creative mode and you're going through it. But this book came to me so naturally and it was the most fun I've ever had writing. What what made you bring up an earthquake? Of all things, the earthquake is a game changer in this. It really is. You know, so I'm from Indiana, all flat land. <laughs> we don't have a lot of earthquakes in Indiana, obviously. And so in true superhero fashion, if something that unusual happens, you know that there's going to be something supernatural happening on the other end. Did, did you have to go and do some research on, on earthquakes to find out what it was like? Because, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you, you can't imagine unless you, you know, watch a lot of movies or documentaries about earthquakes, but you still didn't experience it, per, you know, personally. You know what? I didn't have to do a lot of research. Yeah. We have one earthquake in my lifetime in Indiana, and it woke me up out of my sleep when I was in, like, ninth grade. And so I know how jarring that can feel and how unusual. And, uh, you know, that type of disorientation is, is prime, prime superhero making. What is it about the relationship between Abby and Ellie? What, what is the connection there? And is it, it, did it really happen in your life and you just basically put it on the page? Um, I've had a lot of really, really close, um, important friendships over the course of my life. And I think sometimes you can grow up together and, and who you become as you grow is sometimes at odds with each other. So I really wanted to write a friendship where they have such deep love and care for each other, but obviously are going through really different things and have to figure out how to navigate that together. Yeah, because that's so important right now because a lot of young adults, you know, a friend to them is somebody they met on TikTok or on, on, on mm -hmm. Facebook. It's not even Facebook for young adults right now. They, they don't go to Facebook. But the, but the thing is, is that social media is their friend. And it's like, man, you need some FaceTime. Right, right. You know, I I think, so I was raised on the internet. I came up on in the MySpace era. And so a lot of the relationships that I built in my formative years were relationships with people who I never got to see. 
And so I know how important those connections can be for young people, but I also know how crucial it is to have friends in your community right by your side who you can see every day and rely on. You bring up MySpace. I just did a huge interview last week about MySpace because it's still going, but did you know that it was designed 100% for young adults and you're writing books for young adults? Look at that full circle there. Right, right. It comes right back together. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised at all. What What is it about the young adult? Is it because their imaginations are still wide open and they're not jarred closed by bosses, bosses always telling you what to say? Oh, that's a huge part of it. And the other part of it is that there is such a bigness to every experience you have as a young person because it's the first time you're navigating it. And it's really exciting to be able to write through those huge emotions and, and be able to put myself right back in that headspace. Keeping humor alive inside your sentences, how, that, that takes a lot of focus and a lot of balance. When did you know that it was okay that, yeah, this is going to be a good line. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> You know, sometimes I don't know that it's a hot bar. Sometimes I don't know that it's like a really great line until I hear somebody else read it back to me. And I'm like, whoa, who did that? Me? Oh, she's on it. So sometimes it comes really naturally and it feels good the second it comes out. And sometimes it takes weeks and weeks of revision before I can see it. I'm glad you said revision because that's what scares a lot of people into uh, you know, putting their books in boxes underneath their bed or, or in the attic because it's like that revision people fear. Um, it is a growing place and, and, and how did you move through that moment when you, it's like, you know, I need to take these words out. It doesn't fit anymore. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm really fortunate that I have a team of editors that I trust, and I've always had trustworthy editors, so I know that they're not going to steer me wrong. So I can bring them work that maybe is not fully formed yet, or an idea that I know I want to unpack a little more, but I'm not sure how to get there, and they are able to put me on track to where I need to go or push me in the right direction. And so a lot of that is having people around me whose feedback I can rely on and knowing that at the end of the day, the story can't get better until it gets written. And so sometimes you just have to write the bad thing before you can get to the good stuff. Ellie Engel doesn't have a cat, doesn't have a dog. She's got a pet fish. Wow. What what are you guys doing in, in middle America? <laughs> you know, I think, I think... They may have uh, beta fish on the east and west coast as well. I'm not sure, but I do think they exist. Yeah, beta fish is the one that never moves. You just sit there looking at it going, hello, hello. Right, right. <laughs> and they can live for so long. Yeah. That's the thing. I needed a fish that was going to be able to get us from uh, get us from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. So now we're, we're talking about the book uh, Ellie Engel Saves the, uh, Herself. I want to say world, but it's crossed out. I love the way that you crossed it out. because mm-hmm. and, and that's so important because a lot of people will scratch things out or put white out on it or even just take it off from their, their phone. For First thoughts are always important thoughts. So to come back with herself on it is so important to me as a writer because you gave me your first thought, the world, and then you changed it to herself. Right, right. Well, you know, I think part of this, too, is that the expectation is in order to be a hero, in order to be great, you have to save everyone. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's the case. I think that ordinary acts of heroism, the nurses that work every day, our teachers, our librarians, I think those are even more impressive acts of heroism. And sometimes that is just about being able to save yourself or the really, really 
close-knit community around you. So what's next? You've got to be working on something right now because creative minds don't ever turn off. Oh, yeah. So next year we have Brie Boyd is a Legend, which is the sequel to Ellie Engel, and it takes one of the side characters from this story and makes her a hero in her own right. So you're like putting your you know, little series together here, aren't you? I am. I am. It's, it's, it's a real adventure to be able to stick with characters for longer than uh, one book. So it's, we're growing together. So because, you know, for, for many writers, when they do write one book, when, when they finish it up and then relinquish it to the, to the reader, it's, it's almost like we go through a morning because it's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. they're gone. I, I can't write about them anymore. Everybody else has got them. Right, right. Well, you know, I started in my YA novels. My first two books exist in the same universe, so some of the characters from the first book make, like, little background appearances in the second book, and I, I've found that that sort of helps motivate me through my stories, is to make them all part of the same same larger story. So um, I've had a little bit of practice, but this is a different ballgame. <laughs> you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Leah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm taking you up on that offer. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? I will. Thank you so much.